You're going to hear us talking about smells on the shift and things that smell good. Um, Ryan likes to smell sneakers. And um, so if you're just joining us here on the shift and, you know, if we start talking about things that smell good, uh, that's why, because Ryan sniffs sneakers. <clears throat> New sneakers. Thank you, Matt. I was waiting for someone. I, I, I Every time, I'm going to have to explain it. New sneakers. It's because of the sorry, leather. I, I keep forgetting that okay. part of it. I because I can grab the bro- new ones beside me, or I can grab the two-year-old ones behind me that smell like death. Yeesh. You know, there's right. a difference. Catherine says, "Hey Ryan, you could earn your money back and more than you spent on your sneakers by charging people for each long sniff." I'd be a billionaire, and, and even more extra for the side hustle, you could put it on OnlyFans. Oh yeah, I could. I bet there's some people that would pay good money to see that. <laughs> that probably is. Cha-ching. That's, yep. Ooh, man, that's a good cue to get into the technological world. Blaine Kylo, the technological world. Blaine, I have to ask if there's something new that smells amazing to you. Is it a piece of electronics? What would it be? No, it's coffee. It's always coffee. The answer is coffee. That's a good one. It's a good answer. How are you, Blaine? What's going on? Um, lots of stuff. <laughs> Keeping busy. Keeping busy. Working. Bloggering, trying to keep track of what's going on in the world. Yeah, you know, uh, all that stuff. You have a really good, uh, and I've seen this, and I think the idea is really kind of cool. Radio Garden is like a Google Maps of music and talk radio. It's kind of a neat idea. Tell us about it. Yeah, this is, I, I, I think it's been around for a couple of years. I don't know why I've never stumbled onto it before, but Radio Garden is really, it's just a listing of radio stations from all around the world. And as you say, it's presented kind of like a, it's, it's more like Google Earth than Google Maps. It's, mm. it's a globe and you can rotate and navigate the globe. And there are green dots on the globe and every green dot represents a radio station. And so you can sort of, scan the the planet and zoom in on a particular geographical area and find out all the radio stations now it's probably not all of them this is this is community based so people are submitting the radio stations that they're listening to and that they want to have um curated and and listed in radio garden but wow there's a lot of radio stations on there and really you just you can instantly tune in to what is playing on that station at any time. You can click off to the website for that radio station and find more information about it. It's um, all coming out of Amsterdam. A guy named Jonathan Pucky developed this thing a few years ago um, as part of a project for the Netherlands Institute for Sound and Vision. And you can do it online. Just search Radio Garden. And they've also got Android and iOS apps if you want to do some searching for radio stations on your mobile device. It's particularly cool because it's rather pinpointed. 
in that when you go to the cities and search, you, you know, it, for example, if you go to Vancouver or Calgary, you might not get the exact location of the radio station, but it's kind of centered in the city, which is, which is kind of cool. And if you wanted to see what's going on in the world, you just sort of drag that little dot into the circle and there you go. There's the push play button. It's literally just so you like you could see what's going on in England right now by just dragging the globe there. Give it a like the old school globes. Just give it a spin. And and you're drifting from station to station when you stop moving the globe. It zooms in on whatever dots closest and it starts playing that audio. So you're never without something. It's like drifting from one station to another, kind of like in the prairies when I was growing up late night, we'd get AM signals coming from all over the place. It was just kind of crazy. You just scan through the AM dial and pick up all kinds of stations. It's fun. It is fun. I remember even in Fort McMurray when I was a kid, after I lived in Port Alberni, we would listen to CKNW and LG73 when it was a music station. And at nighttime in Fort McMurray, you could sometimes get that skip and you would get them on a cold, clear night. So it's neat. It's kind of, it's a little bit of a throwback. I, I like this idea. Let's look at, um, Radio let's time. look at Australia. Blaine Kylo. It's been in the news. We've talked about it. It looks like there's cash flow going to go. What's the update? Yeah, so this is Facebook versus Australia. Um, Facebook blinked, kind of. Um, they've restored all of the links to news publishers. Um, and I, I know that everybody's been talking about this. I know that you've already talked about this, but I wanted to bring it back up because I've got a contrary um, opinion that I want to share. And I think that this is actually a bad idea. I'm not the biggest fan of Facebook. I think that Facebook should be treated like a media company. But what's happening here is not about asking Facebook to act like a media company. Um, and there's two things to keep in mind right off the top. One, Rupert Murdoch, the guy who owns sort of Fox News and that big empire, he's the guy that's been pushing for Facebook and others to have to pay for links. And so if Rupert Murdoch is behind it, you should automatically be wondering if it's good for the people or if it's just good for Rupert Murdoch. The second thing is this is not about paying for news. Google and Facebook are not actually posting news on their websites. All they're doing is they're posting links. And so what we're saying is these organizations should be paying for links. But the whole basis of a free and open internet has always been you link, you link, you link. And if we start asking these guys to start paying for links, what is the knock-on effect for everybody else for paying for links? So and and there was a really interesting um, graph that was posted um, by an Axios reporter named Sarah Fisher. The number, the traffic to the publishers in Australia went from 200,000 down to less than 1,000 when Facebook stopped sharing their links. And so really... What happened is 
the the news publishers cut off their nose to spite their face because they actually rely on the traffic that comes from people sharing links on Facebook. Okay, so I'm going to play a counterpoint for you then. Google did a deal. Google's not, they're not hosting them in the same frames as before. So it's not like links anymore because in the Google frame, especially on the mobile devices, it actually gives you a Google link and frames the news article inside Google's orbit. It never leaves Google's orbit. Facebook has started doing similar behind-the-scenes programming. So, I mean, that's got to play into it too because the catch-all is, are they interrupting with ads in order to get to that place? I mean... I'm all for free info, and well, I agree with and, you and, that, that it's a thing. And and, it, and Google actually, on this, they came up with their own deal. So Google is not does not have an issue on Australia. They came up with their own approach to um, compensate. And I don't think that anybody is saying that there shouldn't be something going on. Well, that's not true, actually. Jeff Jarvis, who is an American um, media um guy he works for the columbia journalism review sorry he was talking with matthew ingram in the columbia journalism review and he actually thinks that publishers should be paying facebook for the privilege of putting their news information there the same way that news organizations pay for space well they used to pay for space um, on newsstands to put their magazines and their newspapers in place. Jarvis is really clear about this. He thinks that the the newspapers and the media organizations, they got themselves into this pickle. Facebook was not started for news. The reason Facebook is using news right now is because the news organizations were not giving news to people in the way that they wanted it and in a way that they could use it. And they the people took news to Facebook. Facebook didn't go out and say, oh, we want to be news. It was the the, the community and it was the users that took uh, news to Facebook. And so Jarvis's whole opinion here is the, the, the media organizations put themselves in this position. They shouldn't be um, whining and crying about it. They should actually be trying to solve their problem. And just a, a last note, um, everybody that I've been reading over the past couple of days about this, whether it's Michael Geist, the Canadian tech law expert, or, or Jeff Jarvis, or Casey Newton, who writes a platformer blog, nobody thinks that any of the money that's going to get paid by Facebook right. and Google to Australia is going to go to any of the news organizations or to journalism or anything like that. It's going to pad Rupert Murdoch's pockets. And so that in itself is just why would you have policy in place to just make some rich guy richer? Yeah, well, I suppose you could probably say that both ways. And the one thing that it gets caught here with all of those providers is it puts algorithms of what news comes to the top in the hands of Google, of Facebook, and um, and all of that, which becomes a much larger conversation where this goes next is... If one company can control the feed of the news and what becomes most important news, that becomes problematic um, everywhere. And we've seen that yeah, in all I kinds of countries you, around the world. You, 
you definitely have a point there. And that's where I think that these organizations need to do better. And I think that they need to be um, held accountable for that information. But the other thing is, if Facebook stops sharing actual real news, it means that the only news that's going to be on there is the true fake news. And so how can you contrast all of the really terrible, awful, fake information there if yeah. you don't have anything real? Yeah, it does bring that into question, right? Like, how do they, if they're going to take responsibility for news, that means they've also got to take responsibility for not news. So that's great. Um, okay, so let's uh, touch on this quickly. The Canadian Music uh, uh, Wins Dreams competition announced that one for us so we can understand that one. Yeah, Media Molecule made a game called Dreams for the PlayStation 4, and really it's just this... It's all of these tools that enable you to build games, build movies, create experiences and art within this game-like interface. And because there are so many inventive people creating things, they have awards to celebrate. And I just wanted to mention that Sauceless won a Canadian creator, got best music for their album Grey Song a Day in this year's Impy Awards, which celebrates dreams creations all right so let's jump into diablo and the clip map i was a thief who stole from those more fortunate i strayed from your light and found my trade in the shadows They call it murder. I say, job well done. Okay, that sounds sharp. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. So that was the trailer for introducing the rogue character class, which is one of the um, characters you can play when Diablo 4 gets released, possibly this year. Um, we're not quite sure when it's getting released. Now, Diablo, this series, it's sort of the, the two and a half D top down, um, dungeon crawler games. The Diablo kind of really established this genre and there's nothing better. Um, and at BlizzCon, which happened last week, we learned a whole bunch more about Diablo 4, um, except for the release date, of course. Um, we also learned that Diablo 2 is being remastered, and Diablo 2 Resurrected is going to be released later this year. This is interesting for a couple of reasons. One, because um, apparently it was the worst kept secret ever. Everybody knew that Diablo 2 was being remastered. They just didn't know exactly in what way. And the decision was not to remake the game. So even some of the things about Diablo 2 that people found frustrating and they didn't like, the game is still going to have all that stuff in it. It was a decision that was made by the development team that they were just going to make it look better. They weren't going to try and change any of the functionality. Blaine Kylo at SoloCore, S-O-L-O-C-O-R-P-S, SoloCore.com. In the technological world, thank you very much, Blaine. Watch out for the sharpness this week. Watch out for the sharpness. That sounded sharp. Let's be careful with the... 